1: Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Uh, all Blacks beat the Wallabies 40 14-14. Um, I don't know about you, mate. We'll I'll soon find out, but... I, uh... A lot of people celebrating that, that, that like, like uh, all is well with the world because the All Blacks beat the Wallabies 40 to 14. But I think um, there's a few things we can go into on this. But I, I, I just I felt if you were the All Blacks, you'd be, I mean, worried is not the right word, but you'd be like, you know, first half, they had two, 10 minutes, uh, 20 minutes all up in the first half where they were playing 14 men. And both times they gave away silly penalties early let the Aussies out of their 22 and then let them dominate possession while they were down to 14 and so it kind of wrote itself off in terms of it being an advantage at all.
0: Yeah, I watched it in the I Rugby Club among a crowd of keen rugby enthusiasts, good analysts and, and strong All Black fans and then we were underwhelmed. Um, the referee played such a strong part in the early proceedings that if any chance that it, the Wallabies could make it a contest was basically eliminated and then the All Blacks were okay and an occasion we'd look forward to, a match that people were interested in, a scenario we want to see 15 on 15 done eventually. And so, as I say, it was anticlimactic. I just, just, I didn't feel like anyone fired a shot. The Wallabies were so inept. The All Blacks were okay, but that was about it, wasn't it? Um, yeah, it was another one of those occasions where I lament the role that a referee can play and the influence they can they can have over a match. Because I just, I wanted to see the two teams have a go. I thought Australia had fired their shot in Melbourne, I didn't expect much from them, but I didn't, in this instance, believe they got much of an opportunity to show that they were competitive because of the guys in the bin and the penalties and what have you.
1: Yeah, I mean, the first one, the Jed Holloway one, I understand why that's a binning, but at the end of the day, he kind of landed more on his back than he did on his head, and he got straight up. So, I, you know, I'd be like two minutes in, I'd be like, mate, just watch what you're doing, we'll call it a penalty from here, consider that a warning, off you go. Um, but you know two minutes in to reduce somebody to four, uh, team to fourteen that that, that seemed pretty uh, pretty on the nose.
0: yeah, well, obviously the red card's the nuclear option. what's yellow? Do we call that the weapons of mass destruction option? like it's something, yeah, like you you are changing the landscape of the match pretty significantly at that point aren't you? And mm. so yeah, like, repeat infringements, terribly violent acts of thuggery, sure, but I just think it was that and it just yeah. I don't want to get too wrapped up in the referees. I think for me, it's good that the All Blacks won, but I'm still not convinced by them because of how poor the Wallabies were, really. Um, yeah, there's, there's still a bit of ground to be made up by the All Blacks. I'd be interested to see how they go in Europe. Um, I think it was good that Geordie Barrett finally got a game at 12. Um, I think he showed some pro- pro- promising signs there. I'd still like to see Jordan at fullback rather than, than Bowden Barrett. But I think, you know... <sighs> There's a there's a nucleus of the team starting to emerge, but I wrote something last week. I um I follow a lot of sports because um, I think you can get a lot of knowledge from them. And so one of the things I follow is AFL, and there's some terrific podcasts. They get good guests on, and they ask some good questions. And one of the guys I was listening to last week was a guy called Roos, who built the Sydney Swans into what they are today. Albeit they got dusted in the AFL Grand Final on Saturday, and before that, or post that, I should say he. He took the Melbourne Demons from from the absolute laughing stock of the competition. Said, "I'll do you three years. I'll build all the structures you need to be a, a successful club." And last year they won what they call the flag, the, the premiership. So he knows what it takes to build a team, and he he breaks teams into or clubs into two sorts. He has a behavioural club and a talent club. Now, the all Blacks to me are a talent club. They don't have anything to fall back on. Those sort of um, structures, protocols, culture, leadership, accountability. They just certainly in a playing sense, you get all your best players, you chuck them all on the field, and you hope there's a spot for them. And so on a week-to-week basis, perhaps after the team's playing in their specialist position, but half aren't, and there will be days where that talent wins out, and that talent is too much for opposition. But uh, in, in times of strife or against good opposition or when you're under the pump, when you have nothing to fall back on but talent, you, your performances will wane. And so that is where I think the All Blacks are, and when their talent is able to shine, it shines. But we need to see them against better opposition, don't we?
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, I, I thought that the, you know, um, the two yellow cards in that first half, where they really did not take advantage of, of the superior numbers at all um, in that, those 20 minutes in the first half, you know, against this Wallabies team is one thing. But you do that against France or England or Ireland or South Africa, you know, you're really giving away an opportunity to win a match.
0: Yeah, and that's where the team's fallen down. You know, we saw them play Ireland, they were second-rate. We saw them play South Africa twice, first-time, badly second-rate. So, I don't know. People seem to be grading them at this point. There seems to be a belief that we've had a part of the season and that we should sort of see where they stand. Or where do you think they stand? I mean, to me, I'd give them a C,
1: Mm. C
0: C-plus maybe. But I think they've been – you can only play who you're playing. But, you know, five wins, four losses, you know, to lose to three different nations in a season – um badly too at times like I, i'm not super impressed with them and then and then what do we do with foster do we say that he's righted the ship he's heated lessons he's leading us team superbly or do we say the addition of ryan and Schmidt has helped and the fact that they were forced into making personnel changes they seem to have helped don't they? i mean they weren't in their heart of hearts looking to pick lomax into group and company um you know, everyone being fed, I doubt we'd have seen Geordie Barrett at twelve, despite the fact that it's a position he thinks he wants to play. So some of the things have happened by happy coincidence for the All Blacks, but yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not blown away by them. What about you?
1: No, no you're right. I, I, I think it's a, a pass mark, but just, only just. Um right. and. You know, that said, so you, you touched on something there, you know, the de Groot, the Tyrell Lomax, the Geordie at 12, those are all things that Ian Foster did not want to do because he did not think they were the right moves or didn't rate the players or whatever it happened to be, didn't think it was the right place for them. He's been proven wrong on all three counts. So what does that say about <laughs> the guy that's leading the leading the ship? You know, I think that says more about we're better because Ryan and Schmidt are in there than anything that um, Foster has in inverted commas turned around.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I did a bit of an exercise today I wrote something for Rugby Pass because there's some calls in Australia for Dave Rennie to be sacked as Wallaby's coach and he, he's not the first good coach to be made to look bad by the Wallabies they, they haven't been a good team for 20 years and men such as, you know, Checker, Deans, Eddie Jones who are fine coaches with good records have been made to look pretty bad because their benchmarks feel the like and they can't match up to them and, and Rennie's in that boat but I would argue with anyone that the All Blacks under Rennie would be streaks ahead of where they are at the moment, and we wouldn't have been having the endless navel gazing and, and questions about, well, do we have the talent anymore? Has the game passed us by? Is Super Rugby too weak? I think if we had had Rennie as coach, and we'll never know, obviously, this is hypothetical, I think he'd be in far better shape because he's far better than Foster, and if they want to sack Rennie in Australia, well, they could have Foster and not we'll have Rennie, and I think we'll be down better for
1: it. Yeah, I 100% agree with you on that. Actually, it was interesting on Monday... Um, we've our studio here. Hamish is on the same floor in the same building as New Zealand Rugby, and so when you come out of the oh, is car, awkward
0: p- at the the, it
1: okay. uh, yeah, well, we've got windows that look right out onto the courtyard, right? And where I sit now, I look out a window that if you were coming, if you've parked in the car park, New Zealand, right? or, you know the, that's here in the Sachi building. You have to walk past the studio. And uh, Mark Stafford was on here on Monday, and who walked past the studio and straight down the hallway into the New Zealand Rugby offices but one Scott Robertson, which got us all thinking, what's going on there? <laughs> 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 oh,
0: only a month too late races. Where were you over that day when I was going out there? You were, <laughs> where were you? you were not from the Buddy building? Oh, no. Wow.
1: Yeah. So I mean, I you know, this the speculation was that they, you know, they've let Foster sort of right the ship, if you like, and now he's going to step aside because he needs more time with the family in inverted commas, uh, and that they're going to announce Razor, or maybe it's just to give him a new contract and uh, we'll pay you extra amount, just not to go and coach another country for a little while, please. Right.
0: Well, I I do remember many years ago I was behind him at school talking to Mark Ellis, and he. He accepted the offer at of the Warriors, but he did do the courtesy of putting on a New Zealand blazer and going to did RHQ and telling them when he was off. Um, um, thanks a lot, guys. It's been fun. So, I don't know. Perhaps Razor was telling them he's got greener pastures to go to.
1: Well, that's another, that's another possibility and one I don't think that was uh, was talked about. But, yeah, that's it's, it's something to think about anyway, mate. We should, uh, should definitely put that on the one to watch, I think.